I'm 350 pounds, smoking two packs a day, drinking myself to sleep, cheating on my girlfriend, and that's when I put a gun in my mouth. Life is not linear. It's a magnificent dance that invites us to be more than we can imagine. But that doesn't mean growing is easy. I'm George Kalantis, and welcome to Tough Transitions. In this podcast, I'll share stories from my own life and the stories of others so you can fully accept yourself and rewrite the way you see the world to stop holding yourself back from your best self and your extreme power. This is your path. Your life is unfolding exactly the way it was intended. Learn how to connect your heart, listen to your voice, and free yourself from limitations and expectations so you can claim your true, unlimited potential. Welcome back to another episode of The Art of Tough Transitions. You just heard the words of Michael Unbroken. He is a world-known podcast host, a best-selling author, a speaker, and a man who has gone on to do some amazing things in life, as you just heard, to show others that you can become the hero of your own story by discovering how to break free from your past so you can tap into your true potential. Michael has gone on to do some amazing things in life and shares his story with the world to let others know that they are not alone and that their past is never their past and their story is never set in stone. So get ready to listen in and take some notes as you discover how to tap into your potential and break free from the past. Michael, welcome. Thanks for taking time, man. Dude, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, George. It's an honor to be here, my friend. Yeah, I'm stoked that we connected. I know we've been chatting for a little bit, trying to get together, and I'm glad we can. You know, I, I love your story and what you're about, because this idea of really teaching people to dive inward, to trust their story, to trust their past, like what got you into this, this path for yourself, actually? Well, you know, it's my life, man. I had to pick myself up from rock bottom at, at 25, heading into 26 years old. And, you know, you asked me six years ago, you know, this wasn't part of my plan. You know, for, for over a decade, I've been doing the work and trying to create massive change in my life. And, you know, uh, I was just sharing information on the internet about what I thought um, it means to heal and to overcome the past and be the hero of your own story. And slowly it's just kind of like turned into multiple books, award-winning speaking, top podcast, coaching hundreds of thousands of people around the world. And, and that all just started because I was like, maybe this blog will help somebody. All right, brother. I know there's a lot to unpack there and we have similar paths in reference to wanting to help others. Can you tell us a little bit more about that rock bottom moment, that defining moment in your life where you knew it was time to change? Yeah, well, why don't I create some more context for you? Because I, I think context is everything. So I'll tell you the, 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 the bat story here, right? Um, so I, I grew up in Indianapolis. My mother was a drug addict and alcoholic. Um, she actually cut off my right index finger when I was four years old, mm-hmm. you know, and people go, well, well, how can your mom do that? And, and hurt people hurt people, you know, it was a continuation of trauma and abuse. It was the same thing that happened to her. And she married my stepfather when I was six, he was like super abusive kind of guy you pray is never your stepfather. And I used to lie in bed at night and pray and be like, God, spirit, whoever, like send my real dad to come and save me. I'm over here. Like he's rescuing the world. He's doing good. Thing. He'll, he'll come. And I learned at a very young age, he's not coming. And I spent the majority of my childhood homeless, uh, deeply in poverty. Between eight to 12 years old, we lived with 30 different families on the streets and vans at neighbors' houses, friends from church, strangers. It was really chaotic, man. And when I was 12, my, my grandmother adopted me. Um, I'm biracial, black and white. And my grandma's an old racist ass white lady from a town in Tennessee you never heard of. So like insert massive identity crisis. Um, she, you know, she was so racist. We had a copy of 
Hitler's autobiography, Mein Kampf in our house, like no joke. Um, and so, you know, growing up in that, I got high for the first time when I was 12, drunk when I was 13. I got expelled from school for selling drugs when I was 15. And by the time that I was set to graduate high school, I was kicked out and trying to figure out what to do, got put into a last chance program, still didn't graduate on time. And basically they handed me my diploma and they're like, get the hell out of here. And so I'm, I'm working some like bullshit jobs. I'm on an assembly line, putting microchips into motherboards for 12 hours a day, standing on my feet, looking at what I would call the desperation in people's eyes to be anywhere but in that room. And I end up getting fired, uh, probably because I was stoned. And I'm sitting in my car. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what is the solution here? What is the solution for poverty, for homelessness, for abuse? And I was like, oh, it's money. It's got it. What else would it be? And so I made a declaration, I'm going to make $100,000 a year legally by the time that I'm 21. The legal part was very important. I have family in prison for life. I've been in handcuffs multiple times. And as of today, my three childhood best friends have been murdered. And so, man, I, I knew where I was going if I didn't change this. And so started learning skills. By the time I was 18 and a half, I was leading a fast food restaurant. I had 52 people under me. So I'm learning business, P&Ls, law, shrink, hiring, firing, training. And I'm like a baby, dude. Like, it's crazy. And, and, and I start learning more skills. I end up landing a job with a Fortune 10 company heading into 21 years old. No high school diploma, no college education, started making six figures, and my life became a fucking disaster. I was, this is where that moment comes in. I'm 350 pounds, smoking two packs a day, drinking myself to sleep, cheating on my girlfriend, and that's when I put a gun in my mouth. And I was like, man, fuck it. So the next day I'm laying in bed. Now, keep in mind, like, I just had the craziest moment of my life. It's 11 o'clock in the morning. I'm incredibly hungover. I'm smoking a joint, eating chocolate cake, and watching the CrossFit games. Like, dude, if that's not rock bottom, I don't know what is. And I went and I looked at myself in the bathroom mirror and I was like, what are you doing, man? What is this? And I remember being eight years old and the water company had come and turned our water off. They were always turning off our water, our heat, our electricity. We were getting evicted. Like it was just another Tuesday. You know what I mean? And I went in the backyard and took this little blue bucket across the street to our neighbor's house. And for the first time I stole water. And I remember being like, when I'm a grown up, this will not be my life. Now it, it wasn't from the aspect of money, but it was in every other way. Cause I was still that hurt, lost little boy. And, and as I looked in the mirror, I realized I wasn't keeping the promise that I made to myself. And I asked myself, what are you willing to do to have the life that you want to have? Mm. And the answer was no excuses, just results. And what that meant in that moment was I was no longer going to negotiate with myself. I was no longer going to play the victim. George, it was always somebody's fault, man. It was your fault, my mom's fault, community's fault, Obama's fault. <laughs> like it was always somebody's fault. It was never Michael's fault. And I realized in that moment, like I was no longer a child and I had to take accountability over what was next. 
And so I started doing all the things that I knew I needed to do. I start, I quit smoking. I started going to therapy. I started losing weight, got into personal development, got really, really deep into education. I've read over 700 books in the last decade. I started learning skills. I started learning about the impacts of trauma and the science. I have over 30 trauma-informed certifications now. And, and ultimately, all of this started from a moment in which I realized the truth. If you want to be the hero of your own story, you got to show up. Mm-hmm. And that's what's led me here. Man, first of all, it's beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Secondly, I relate to the gun in my mouth um, because that's happened to me before. And uh, that's how I am here today. Yeah, I was on the other side of the extreme. Um, instead of rather growing up in a, in a place where you're always being tossed around, not having a purpose, things like that, I had a purpose. I had checked off all the proverbial boxes in life as a man. And it made me miserable. And it came to a place where when we were in the middle of divorce, I put a gun to my head because I didn't know who I was, what I was doing, why I was doing it, all that stuff. And that sent me on the opposite set, side of the spectrum to really take care of myself for the first time. Now I have a six-year-old daughter. Life's pretty good compared to what it was. But it's very interesting, the parallels of how you can have an extreme of, quote unquote, having nothing, but also have everything in the world and also be miserable. It speaks to the, the truth you said earlier, you know, finding out who you are asking yourself the deep questions, looking in the mirror, right? It's so important in life and many people still don't do it. Yeah, and, and it's such a reminder too that you have no idea what's happening in somebody else's life. Mm. We're, we're so quick to pass judgment on people. You know, people, we, we cross them in the street. We think we know them because the way they're dressed or the tattoos on their arm or the nose ring in their face or the glasses they wear, or their haircut. And you don't know shit about nothing. And, and I think that you have to remember that and be willing to just apply a massive amount of grace and patience to this human experience, because the, the truth about it is we're, we're going through so much. And the people who are quickest to judge are the people who haven't done any work yet. Yeah. Right. Historically, I found that to be true because back in the day when I was always judging everyone, it was because I was scared to look in the mirror. And and there is a tremendous amount of vulnerability in that moment of truth, of recognizing that what you want in life, you can have if you are willing to face the darkness. Mm -hmm. And look, like the truth is there's darkness in all of us. Don't get it twisted. Like I got some shit. We all do. And, And I think that those who, like me, try to hide it stuff it down and run from it, it consumes you, right? It's like quicksand. You're just slowly getting pulled into that and you try to resist it by pushing it down more. And what happens? You get sucked further into it. And it's not until you reach your hand out and go, I need help that you actually start to navigate and move yourself through it. And the only way you get to that point is you have to acknowledge the truth of the reality that probably something dark has happened in your life that has led you to this moment. And there's causation and correlation in everything, right? We're, we're behavioral driven beings. We learn from the patterns of our experiences, all the things that have ever happened to us shape us, not only what we do, but what we absorb happening in the world, right? We learn our traits of manhood or femininity from the people in our lives. We learn about business or money from the parents that raise us. We learn about compassion from our community. And so, Everything that ever happens to you 
is a part of who you are. And to deny that I think is incredibly dangerous because what inevitably will happen is you are going to find yourself with a gun to your head. Mm -hmm. And hopefully not literally, right? You know, I, I think that you and I are in the minority of that. I don't wish that up on anyone, but I mean, fuck dude, sometimes that's what it takes. Like having that rock bottom moment. And, and I think about what does it take to mitigate that? And my hope is now with the, the complete and utter just access to information, we can circumvent those experiences that people like you and I have had to be able to give people tools much earlier in this journey. And I think we live in a different world. You know, as I'm heading into my late thirties, I think to myself, dude, if this was around when I was a kid, I'd be way different place, you know? And so don't, 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 don't judge people because you have no idea what's going on and don't judge yourself because guess what? You're not good enough yet. You're not good enough to judge yourself yet because you haven't done anything worth judging. You only have measured yourself against what other people's expectations of you are. And you haven't yet sat in that place where you've measured your own validity and worth through the things that you need to do in your life. And, you know, we're, we're told so often that you need to check all these boxes. So George, I started checking the same boxes you did, but I just thought that's what I was supposed to do. And turns out like that didn't work for me. And so you have to be willing to go through a journey of self-discovery while simultaneously being incredibly vulnerable with yourself and reconciling the fact that you shouldn't give a shit what other people think about you or what you do at any point in your life, because it doesn't matter. Your parents, your teachers, even your wife or your husband, their opinion of you has nothing to do with you and your dreams and what you want. That doesn't mean you don't have support and communicate. That's not my point. My point is that people will always tell you what you can't do. I'm only ever looking for what I can do. And that's the difference that I think that happens when you come to this place that you're willing to start taking this journey. For sure. hundred percent. And there's so much we can unpack there, but like, Hey, I'll just give you like a recent story. Like I just recently dyed my hair. I'm 30, I'm turning 38. And uh, you know, it's like, people are like, why are you doing that? I was like, I don't know. And change, lighten it up. You know, like, why do you care? Like it's my life, but it, it ties down to this whole idea. The reason for me is because I was always attached to this identity in life as a man, like need to be, could have been all these places. And recently over the last few years and changing, I realized I can do whatever the fuck I want. As long as I accept all of who I am in order to become the best version, you know, raising a daughter in today's world, it can be very troublesome, but if I'm not authentic, then how can she be authentic? And that's what I really take about it. And that's what I really do. But in October, I went to death Valley and sat in the desert for four days on a vision fast. And it was very powering. It allowed me to accept my story, things like that. You talk about truth and, and radical acceptance and everything like that. But for some people, it, it can be not that easy, right? It's, we have a clouded perception of who we are when we look in the mirror based off identities, based off of events that happen, based off of stories and everything is a story. What is a story that someone can start telling themselves when they feel like this, like they're checking off the boxes, but they feel like they're running around on an endless hamster wheel of life? Yeah. Well, when is it ever easy? Right. Uh, I, I don't recall a moment in time it's ever been easy to be me. I don't think it's easy for anyone. I think that being a human being is incredibly difficult, except the, the difficulty isn't hunting and gathering. The difficulty is navigating this world that expects you to be a certain way. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you're in this place in your life, the, the very first thing that you need to do is have massive clarity about who you are. 
See, the, the reason why people get stuck is because they don't know where the fuck they're going. They don't know. It's like getting, imagine this. I tell you, George, hey, man, I'm in LA. You're in New York City. George, drive out to LA. But you get no GPS, no compass, no roadmap, no street signs, no anything. You are not going to make it. Except the 0.0001% chance. Mm. Chances are that ain't you. You ain't that special. All right. So the reality is the truth of this this is the thing that you need is you need to get massive clarity on who you are. I designed myself. The person sitting here having this conversation with you is a realization to this point of the person that I thought I could be by navigating my life towards certain elements, elements that I wanted to have. Mm. I said, who do I want to be? What are my values? What are my wants, needs, and interests? How do I want relationships, friendships, business, community, my public persona, my brand? Who do I want to be in private? Who do I want to be all the time? And it all comes down to honesty. It all comes down to honesty. Everything that I do is predicated on that first. It doesn't mean I don't falter. Like everybody lies. It'd be bullshit to be like, I never lie. Everybody fucking lies. It's fine. Right. But the truth is like on the backside of that, I go, you know what? I don't know why I just said that. That's not true because look, we can lie to other people, but we cannot lie to ourselves. And so if you're like writing down this goal and you're like, oh, I want to be a doctor. And every single day you're learning to be a doctor. You hate your life. Good luck. Right. Good luck. So like, that's the thing about this, like massive clarity about who you want. You've got to be so defined in who you are and have the willingness to hold the line. Because I'm going to tell you right now, the very first thing that's going to happen when you change is people are going to point it out. Mm -hmm. They're going to, you, you won't even notice because you're in it, but the people around you will, and they're going to go, George, you're different, man. Some, something's different. Like you're thinking different. You're talking different. Oh, you don't want to go get trash with us. You don't want to go to the strip club. You don't want to go play golf. You don't want to, you know, go get your nails did like whatever that thing is that starts to shift and people make notice of it. Jay-Z has my favorite quote of all time. I'm actually thinking about putting it on this wall behind me it says people around you saying that you changed. Well, I didn't do all this work to stay the same. Yeah, love it. And, and I think about that every single day. I don't want to be me tomorrow. I want to be the person that's moving towards who I'm going to be in 30 years. And I can only do that through having massive clarity about my mission. And see, people think that the mission is about buying the house and getting the car. You're going to die. That shit is pointless. <laughs> It's yeah. pointless. A house is never going to make you happy. I have friends who are billion. I literally have friends who are billionaires. Not single one of them have ever told me that they have fulfillment from material possessions. Now, it doesn't mean they don't have more cool shit than us because they definitely do. I don't own a helicopter, but I've been in my friends and it's super cool. But I will tell you this. The thing that drives them is fulfillment in the same way that the thing that drives the teacher is fulfillment in the same way that the thing that drives you and I to show up and do this because you know how hard it is to make a podcast is fulfillment. And that is the thing that you must get aligned with in yourself if you want to go to the next level, because if you're chasing material, I'll tell you this, I wasted a million dollars in my 20s working at that company, making all that money. I was in debt. Listen to this. I was in debt making $140,000 a year. 
How does that happen? Because I was chasing what everyone else said I should do. It was $1,000 bar nights and $500 dinners and a $85,000 car and $3,000 suits. I didn't pick up one fucking book the whole time I worked for that company. Not one. I had a friend one time give me a book. It was Eckhart Tolle's A New World. And I'll never forget this. I'm 21. I just recently like got this first big check in my life, which I immediately went and spent at the mall. And, and my roommate's girlfriend comes up to me at the time and she goes, Hey, I think this book might help you. And that's all she said. And she gave me the book and it wasn't anything beyond that. Cause she saw something in me that no one else was willing to acknowledge. And I'm, I'm really happy that she did that now in retrospect, but I threw that book in the trash can because I said, what the hell does that have to do with me? Mm. Fast forward today, over 700 books. Right. And, and what I realized is that, you know, you can chase all the things that you think are going to bring you fulfillment, but it's only when you get radically honest and unabashedly naked about who you are, that you're going to find truth. And in that truth is going to be a tremendous amount of difficulty. It's going to hurt. Like it's going to hurt because you're going to find out you're not good enough yet. And that's the thing people get stuck on. It is okay to not be good enough. It is not okay to quit though. I am not good enough yet, George, for what I am building, for what I want in my life. I am not good enough. And so I acknowledge that and I look at, and that's not about personal value or worth. It's about the measurement of what does it take to get to where you want to go in life. And yeah. so many people, if they are content, they'll, they'll simply settle and they'll say, you know what? I'm okay with this. If you're okay with it, if you are content, if you are happy, if you are fulfilled, good. That's the goal. I am none of those things for the life that I want to create. And so I say, what do I have to learn? How do I have to invest? Who do I need to know? What do I need to build? How do I need to show up today for tomorrow? I ask myself that question every day. How do I need to show up today for tomorrow? Because I have massive clarity about where I'm going. So if you're in this place and you're like, I don't know how to get to that thing. And I don't know what to think about. And I don't know what's first. You grab this thing called a pen and you write down what you want. And then you move towards it. Like your life depends on it. Hmm. I love it all, man. Very powerful. So much, so many things like it's, you know, you said, I'm not good enough yet. And I truly believe it's something I found out and I've stepped into like everything that you have in your life is a reflection of what the universe is trying to show you or what the world is trying to show you. Like, and so if you don't have the things that you want, it's because you're not ready for them yet. You can't handle that full capacity of which, and it's also interesting because we, we come from similar backgrounds in that reference when we had the quote unquote things, you know, the six figures, whatever it was working for somebody else doing the things we were miserable inside because the universe was telling us like, Hey, this is not what you were born to do. This is not what you were made to do. And all these things will never make you happy if you don't step into the truth of who you are or challenge where you are. So powerful, man. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll, they'll never, not only will they never make you happy, but you'll use them as a scapegoat for your unhappiness. And, and people get stuck in that. They're always finding a reason. Look, play, play the victim, make the excuses, watch your life be the same. Yep. Hate to break it to you. It's a hard, hard fucking truth. Keep playing the game you're playing and watch the result be the same. That is the definition of insanity. You're like, man, how many times are you going to do this shit? And you know, people are like, oh, I self-sabotage. 
yeah, you're making a choice, dummy. You're choosing the self-sabotage. The moment, the moment the words, I'm going to share something with you I think is really fascinating. The moment the words self-sabotage come out of your mouth, you've made a fucking decision to destroy your life. Hmm. I love that. Yeah, you know, it's, it's part of who we are as human, right? To, our mind looks for ways to create a safety in our world and our container, but you're right. It's all a choice. The struggle is a choice, right? What, let me tell you why that happens, though, because most people don't. I'm glad you pointed to that, but you may not even know the full reason why. I've only recently really made meaning of it in a way that I think is practical for people. Think about this. Gr growing up in our developmental years, that's where we're creating our identity. Mm -hmm. That's where we're creating the understanding of who we are. We're doing that through measuring information through our parents, through school, through our peers, through trips to the doctor or restaurants, we're absorbing everything. Why? Because the brain's primary function is service is what? Survival. And so it needs to pull in all this data and information to measure whether or not you're safe. What is the viability of safety as I walk into this room? That's where your brain goes. Because without that, you're in consummate danger. That's why you have the central nervous system and go into fight or flight, right? The second that your amygdala and hippocampus start to wire in this way that says, hold on, wait a second, pay attention, body, pump the adrenaline, pay attention, shut down all non-functioning organs and vital systems and make sure you're ready to fight, die or run. Okay, cool. Great. So that means that when I'm in these situations that the stimulus provokes my central nervous system to go into fight or flight, that means that I'm instead of learning how to be able to navigate those, I'm learning how to survive, mm -hmm. right? Because growing up as a child, the most dangerous thing I could do was to walk in my front door. There was never any more fear of safety than the moment I got home. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, you're always in fight or flight. And if you look at the physical responses of the body to those kind of stimulus, the violence, the mental, emotional abuse, like I had asthma, I wet the bed, I was, you know, the learning disabled kid, I'd straight F's in school, I was hyper violent, um, I was shut off, I was a recluse, I had no emotional capacity, because your brain is starting to evaluate these situations and going, wait a second, am I safe? No? Okay then I'm going to stop being me because the most dangerous thing that people can do is be themselves. You get ostracized, you get hit, you get hurt, you suffer. And what happens is the brain goes, man, I don't not like this. Yeah. Not, this is not safe. I cannot do this anymore. And so that becomes known that becomes certainty. It's an autonomic response, right? It's the same way. Think about this idea about getting triggered, right? When you get triggered, it's not necessarily about what's happening in the moment. It's about your brain remembering what was happening in the past that told you this is not safe. And so when you move towards things that are uncertain, your brain goes, wait a second, I don't know if I like this. So think about the context of what it means to be an adult, someone who's no longer a child taking control over their life. People say all the time, I thrive in chaos. That is the dumbest thing you could ever say. We are not built to thrive in chaos, but it becomes the autonomic response. So when your back's against the wall, you're like, fuck it, let's go, right? What happens is now you're in this position where you're looking at evaluating and, and, and existing in your life. And you're like, I don't like who I am. 
I don't like how I show up. This is not the person I want to be. Why do I keep being in toxic relationships? Why do I keep getting fired? Why am I always in debt? Why do I hurt the people around me? Why do my friends not like me? Well, causation and correlation. All the experiences of your past have led to this moment to tell you that the certainty of something different is so terrifying that your body physically shuts down as you move towards it. Mm. because it is an autonomic response. So we thrive in chaos because we understand that. That is the foundational building blocks of who we are. And to move away from that and into the person that you want to be is a stimulus that makes the brain say, I don't know if I want to do that because every single time I've been me in my past, I have been hurt. And so what happens is you become a chameleon you start bending yourself to the world so that you have safety. Mm-hmm. And the more you bend, the safer you are, but the less you, you are. And when you start to move into the things that may be who it is that you believe that you are, cause you don't know yet. Cause you've never been you it's super scary. And so your brain is fighting you and combating you the whole way up. It's going, man, I don't know about that, George. You probably shouldn't do that. We don't know what's over there. You want a healthy relationship? Are you out of your fucking mind? You want to not be in debt? You're crazy, man. That's not okay for you. You want to dye your hair? Man, you shouldn't do that. People are going to judge you. And the thing, the way that you move through that and discovering who you are is you do it anyway. And that's what's really fascinating about this journey because when you're able to make meaning and understand that your past leads you to this moment, it is now you through choice that is going to lead you to where you want to go. And the only way that you get there is by doing incredibly uncomfortable and different things again and again and again to build confidence. Because the only way you're going to build confidence in yourself is through the continuity of doing the uncomfortable. There's no other way through it. And so if you're on the precipice of like, I want to go and be me, I want to leave that job, start that podcast, ask that girl out on a date, go and invest in that company, build that thing, walk away, go travel the world, whatever it is. For some people, it's going to the gym for the first time. The only way that you're going to have success is to build the confidence to get there because you are not good enough yet. And your brain disallows you the space to be able to navigate that without reframing the understanding of who you are. Oh, that's powerful. Yeah. So essentially recap that it's just these, these previous patterns in our life almost prevent us from really stepping into the unknown, that expansion of ourselves due to what we know. And I love that you said that, you know, thriving on chaos, because a lot of a type driven personalities, people who, who thrive in quote unquote chaos, it's because that's what they're used to. And I, it'd be very interesting to see what happens to a lot of people when they take a step back and sit in silence. Like what would they truly find? You know, that's all, it's all interesting. I love it. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Yeah. Well, it's terrifying. The silence is the scariest thing, Yeah. you know, and I, I brought mention of this in my first book because it was the thing that I discovered myself in. I dare you to go for a walk without your phone. Fucking dare you. Go see what happens when you're by yourself for an hour. It's terrifying because you're going to learn something about yourself that you don't want to know, and you're going to have to acknowledge it. And that's going to become the thing that you're going to need to put your action towards changing. Mm. And that only comes in the silence. Mm. That's why when you go to bed at night, you can't sleep. I love it. Your brain doesn't turn off. It says, do that thing. The poet, yeah, sorry, go ahead, finish. 
And, and look, and ultimately you can, you can do that thing, but you got to be willing to have the courage to do it because mm. there ain't no Disney moment. Nobody's coming to save your ass. Whatever it is that you think is going to happen is only going to happen through radical action. And so if you're, people are always like, I'm stuck. I'm like, I know, cause your ass ain't left the house. <laughs> yes. I know you're stuck. You're depressed. I know. Cause you haven't done anything, but think about yourself. You haven't gone and been of service of other people. I, I know you're, and look, it could be chemical too. Let's be clear. I know somebody's going to email me and cancel me and be like, I got to take medication. I get it. Fine. Whatever. That doesn't mean you can't go outside and share with the world. Mm. That doesn't mean you can't go be of value to other people, right? You're, you're, you're in the position that you're in because of the decisions you have made. I've been, I've been depressed. I've been anxious. I've been 350 pounds. I smoked two packs a day. I destroyed my life. I get it. And I'm not preaching from the pulpit here. I just want to be very clear. I've coached thousands and thousands and thousands of people around the world. Their lives are different for one reason and one reason only. They took massive action. Mm -hmm. Radical responsibility for your life, man. Acceptance, right? Yeah. Stop making excuses. Stop making excuses. Like, your, your goals don't care about your excuses. What you want does not care about your bullshit. And, and that's the thing that people have to sit in is the truth of that. You know, because we, we have so much potential. It's incredible what you can do. Like I look at my life, I'm not supposed to be here, man. Statistically, from a statistical standpoint, from my zip code alone, I am supposed to be dead or in jail. I'm not supposed to write books. I don't even have a high school diploma. I'm not supposed to have a podcast. I mean, shit, I don't know. You know, I'm not supposed to do coaching because I don't have a college degree, whatever all of your thoughts about what I'm not supposed to do have nothing to do with me. I'll tell you what you need to do is understand who you are inherently and truthfully. I know who I am. Mm. I don't run from that. I know some people don't like me. Great. Some people love me. Great. Has nothing to do with me either way. The yeah. most important thing in my life is how I feel about myself. When I go look in that fucking mirror, the most important thing in my life is, did I get up and do the thing I said I was going to do? I don't go to bed until it's done. If it's one o'clock in the morning, it's four o'clock in the morning. I didn't do the fucking thing I said I was going to do today. It's getting done. Mm -hmm. Period. Accountability is everything in your life. And people are like, I need to join an accountability group. No, you don't. You need to get your ass to work. You need to stop waiting for other people to give you permission to be successful. People are always like, but I need it from, no, you don't. You need to get your ass together. Mm -hmm. And the only way that you do that is you got to build the confidence to do it. Right. That's the thing, man. This is not rocket science. I promise. Now in the process, I will say this, you need to go to therapy. You need to get a coach. You need to go into personal development. You need to do all the things that are going to transform your life. One book is never going to change your life. One therapist, one podcast, one coach, one seminar, one conference. When you sign up, I tell people this when they come into coaching with me. When you sign up for Think Unbroken, when you come into this world, this is the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. So you might as well get comfortable with it because every single day you're going to discover something new. My, my friend T.D. Jakes, who's an amazing speaker, he goes, man, more, more levels, more devils. Because the deeper you get, I promise you, the deeper you get into this, the more difficult it actually becomes. Oh, yeah. But the solutions are actually easier. And that's what's so fascinating about this journey. 
Yeah, it's powerful. You said the deeper you get, the, the more difficult it gets. I truly believe that after writing the book and, and hanging out with all these people and having men, tons of mentors in my life over the last few years, I realized this year for me personally, like 2022 was going to be a year. I didn't go to more seminars. I didn't go to more coaches. Like I was going to start to use everything I've taken in my last five, six years from the mentors and coaches and start to put it to action. And of course they're in the background for help. Right. But at what point do you think, like, I know it never stops, but what point do you say, okay, like we've worked with someone. I want you to go out on your own. I want you to try it on your own. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I fire people all the time. I don't call it that to them. I say, look, man, your time's up. There, yeah. you know, every, you know, the extent of my knowledge, my, my favorite moment is when somebody leaves a coaching program and they're like, I got it. I'm like, great. Good luck. Go do the thing. Yeah. I'm here if you need me, but you probably don't. Cause you've now matched where I am and that's the mission. Right. But, but the hard part is that's probably not actually true because I'm always investing into myself. I always am in coaching. I'm always learning. I'm always educating myself. I'm going to more conferences. I'm getting all the things all the time because, you know, yes, there's the aspect of executing and bringing in action, but you eventually are going to run into a place where it's law of the lids, John Maxwell, right? You can only know so much and you can only learn so much from that person who's teaching you and they're learning from someone. So go find the person they're learning from and then so on and so forth. And, you know, I think it's also about the goals that you have, right? I mean, people are always asking me, they're like, be in my mastermind. And I'm like, dude, you're learning from the same person I'm learning from. Why would I be in your mastermind? Right. And, and, you know, I think about that all the time. It's like, you got to go and invest in yourself. And in the beginning, it's uncomfortable, right? Because, you know, maybe it's 50 bucks and you're like, dude, that's a lot of money. And then one day it's 50,000 and you're like, oh, that wasn't that much, was it? Because I think about like, what are you willing to do to have the life that you want to have? Yeah. And so as you're going through this process and you're learning, like, I want people to be out of this program. That's the goal. I don't want to coach you forever. I don't even want to see you after my first session. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, I need to give you everything, but it doesn't work that way. I can't download you like the matrix. But, but what I will tell you is it's, it's such a beautiful moment to watch the growth that people have to be like, man, I finally removed that toxic family member. I, I asked that person out on a date because I finally had confidence. I'm getting paid what I'm worth in the marketplace because I finally stood up for myself. Like, it's incredible. I, I had a client recently. She works for a company that every single person knows about. And she started off, you know, kind of entry level. And today she's an executive, right? In 18 months, her salary went from like 40 grand to 400,000 because she was finally willing to leverage what she was learning. She had built the confidence in it. And it's not, again, it's not about money, but that's about self-worth. What's your value? So many people are undervaluing themselves. Yeah. They're like, I'll, I'll show up for $5 an hour. Are you out of your mind? Do you know how much money exists in the world? Like you shouldn't show up for less than $5 million an hour, right? So you got to figure out how you build the confidence and the courage to get to that place to ask for what you want, right? The, the number one struggle people have is asking for what they want, especially mm -hmm. men. It's incredible to me. Men, men struggle harder than women do. Like I, I'll, I'll love coaching women because they'll be like, this is what I want. I'll be great. Let's go figure it out. Men will be like, I don't really know. And I'm like, dude, that's because you haven't ever fucking sat down in the silence long enough to figure it out. So let's do that. Let's go through it. Let's figure it out. Let's build the game plan and the roadmap to get there. Because ultimately, George, my mission is very simple. Very simple. And I realize I have a different approach to this than most people. But my mission is this, to end 
generational trauma in my lifetime through education and information so that another kid does not have a story like mine. Mm. That's it. That's the goal. So the faster I can get you into your own life and out of this program, the closer we get to the exponential property of that happening. Mm-hmm. That's the mission. It's a beautiful mission, man. Simple, concise, but very effective for multiple people. You know, I love it. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate your story, man. We, we have a lot more in common than I originally thought, you know, reading your bio and getting to know you a little bit. So I, your, your story is extremely powerful and, uh, I'm very grateful for you to come on and share your experience with the world. It means a lot. Thank you. Yeah, for sure, man. It's my honor. So I like to do end the end the podcast a little rapid fire, some fun questions just to kind of figure it out. So if you were a song on repeat, man, what would you be? Allure by Jay-Z. Oh yeah. I love it. Big Jay-Z guy, huh? Yeah, totally. Uh, favorite author of all times could be nonfiction, fiction, whatever you got. Uh, probably Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. Yeah. He's just he's got filled with tons of knowledge. eh? Yeah. Yeah. You, Those books are dense. Yeah, they are. Do you read fiction at all or no? Uh, I've read two fiction books in the last 10 years. I have a hard time with it too. You know, even as a writer and creative, they like read fiction to understand voice and, and structure and narrative. And I'm like, man, I just, but I have real life for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. I love it. What about color? Favorite color, man? Black and gold. Black. Totally all the way. Yep. What is about the colors, uh, the mix of black and gold? Don't know. Just that's what I am, man. Yeah, I love it. Uh, do you have a favorite poet or lyricist besides Jay-Z? Um, you know, I, I've been reading a lot of Henry David Thoreau le- recently. Mm. Um, I don't know if I align with him, but, you know, the, the line that the mass of men live a life of quiet desperation just, man, that just hits me so hard. I think about it almost every day. Oh yeah. That's very powerful. I, I started, I found poetry, you know, two and a half years ago, it's in my book a little bit too. And it's been throw all these guys. Like, I'm just like, man, these are, these are the voices of inspiration right here. These are voices of reason without all the distractions. They knew what was up. Yeah. Awesome. And your work, you got your podcast, you got your unbroken coaching method. Is there anything else that people want to know about you that they can find you? Yeah, man. I mean, we're, we're doing stuff all the time over here. Our mission is again, education, information. Uh, the third book, Unbroken Man, comes out in June. Um, people can check that out. It's on Amazon, on Barnes and Nobles, all that crap. Um, but I, I literally teach everything for free on the podcast, literally everything. It's all there. If you go to thinkunbrokenpodcast.com or just search Think Unbroken uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Awesome, man. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. This was awesome. Yeah, man. My pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Did you just like what you heard? Then make sure to check out my book, Nowhere to Go, Navigating Tough Transitions. It's available everywhere books are sold. You can also now get it from me for $1 digitally at theartoftoughtransitions.com where you have an option to upgrade to a five-day masterclass to really help you break free of the limitations and expectations of the world so you can tap into your true potential. Because what are you waiting for? Life is this magnificent dance that invites you to be more than you could ever imagine, but only if you give yourself permission to be open to the many tunes in front of you right now. Thanks for listening. Share, review it, and I'll see you around soon.